Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. The president grabbed the phone and jumped on with me and talked to me for about five minutes. And he was in a great mood. Now this, you have to understand, you know this. Like an hour before the judge came down with that ruling, he knew that. He knew that. Yet he's on the phone with me on Friday, yucking it up and having a great time. Uh, it's uh, unbelievable. I mean, he really is a, a fierce fighter. He's passionate and resilient, right? Like, he does it, and he really, truly is happy. He's okay, you know? I think that's the thing. They want to break his spirit. Um, it's not going to happen. Their world would be better if they didn't have somebody who was going to come in and hold people accountable. And that's what this is really all about. It's not about real estate. It's not about defamation. It's not about any of that. They're trying to hit him from all angles, all sides, and it's just uh, just not working, I'm sorry to tell you. Here's the thing. So you're going to appeal this, and um, mm-hmm. I believe you're going to win. But but before yeah. all that, if I'm correct, again, if I'm wrong, just correct me, uh, you still have to post that money yeah. in the next yeah. 30 days. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, so you post the money, you start the appeal process, and again, I'm asking for expertise, how long could that take? In an effort to get this back. Years. Years. Yeah. It depends. You know, it depends. The appellate division, the courts are backed up in general. Um, Of course, we're going to try and expedite everything. But, uh, you know, the appeals process is not a quick one. Uh, Motions on appeal, appeals of trial records are, you know, 11 weeks of trial and going in and drafting that and then opposition from the other side and then a reply from our side. It's um, it's. You know, it could absolutely take a year, two years. I mean, it depends on the speed of the appellate division, but it, it, it's definitely a long haul. So he's going to post over 400, assuming he does this, he's going to post over $400 million and then have to wait maybe a year, two years, three years to win the appeal to get that money back? Mm-hmm. Aye, aye, aye. I got a little bit of hope, like a soap on a road. As uh, Trump attorney Alina Haba on the show yesterday, I like Alina. She cool. But um, she got a work cut out for her. The appeal process started a couple days ago. Bill White. Well, Bill, you know, we know Bill for, for a long time. Bill, Bill goes back to the intrepid days, the I-Man and uh, the intrepid days. And then Bill, um, well, yes, he has a bunch of other titles, and I just don't remember any of them. I <laughs> but I love Billy, and I got to tell you this, Bill. So today, I'm wearing this uh, pair of, bl- of blue slacks, and I'm wearing this really nice Joseph Abood cashmere sweater, and I have this really gaudy gold Jewish star that I'm wearing outside my shirt, like Michael Rappaport does. And I put my uh, <laughs> and I put this picture up on uh, Instagram at Rosenberg Sydney and Facebook Sid Rosenberg, and I'm getting. All these uh, compliments about how handsome I look today. I do look. I look, I look good. Um, and that's all I can think about right now is, is I wonder if Bill White thinks I look handsome. <laughs> I just want to know if you have any opening day Yankee tickets. <laughs> Are you a Yankee fan or a Met fan? Oh, Yankees all the way. Yankees yeah, yeah. all the way. When was the last time you lived in New York? Uh, well, we moved out of New York uh, about six years ago. You know, originally it was to... <clears throat> take the benefit of being in a no state income tax state. We ended up going to Georgia, um, where Brian, my husband's family, is from, and uh, had quite an experience there in Buckhead, as you know. Yes. With uh, everything going on in Georgia, it's like the center of the universe of uh, backwardness, right? 
Uh, we have our problems in New York. We have our problems in these major Democratic-run cities. But then we came to Florida, and I'm standing here looking at the Mar-a-Lago right now just as I was listening to your amazing interview. I think, was that with Alina Haba? Yes, uh, yes. She's terrific. And uh, and I'm just thinking about this amazing man that lives across the way from me here who loves you, Sid. By the <laughs> way, welcome home. Shalom Haver, and thank you for everything you are doing to support Israel, the state of Israel, the families that have been so terribly hurt by this October 7th, and the world, really. It's uh, it's going to be a very long time before anybody uh, understands how serious what happened on that day was. You're right about that. And um, there are new reports this morning that Israel now facing new attacks from Hezbollah up in Lebanon and Yemen. And I'll say this, Bill, I've traveled the world. I've been all over Europe, uh, certainly living in the United States. You see quite a bit. But in my uh, lifetime, and if God is good to me, I'll be 57 in April. That trip to Israel was far and away the most beautiful, the most spiritual. And they're in a war. I mean, I was in a bomb shelter the Friday I was there down by Gaza, three-quarters of a mile away from Gaza, where they're actually fighting. And a bomb went off, and my daughter started to cry. She's 19. My son started to cry. He's 15. I was scared to death, and yet. I can say without any hesitation, it was the most beautiful spiritual trip I ever took, by far. Uh, that's, that's amazing, Sid. I, w- I really wanted to ask you, I saw the video of you walking up to the Great Wall, uh, the Wailing Wall, right? Um, yep. what, what was that like? Because I did that many years ago, but I'm just curious what your experience was being there and under those conditions. It must have been a little scary there because that's a point of attack they'd love to uh, do damage to that space so the security must have been considerate as well it was i never thought about the security aspect what was scary was there's two ways to get to the western wall and one of the ways to get there bill is you walk through something they call the uh really the muslim quarters the arab quarters and uh, i was wearing a, a sweatshirt with the israeli flag american flag i stood out like a sore thumb and they said maybe you don't want to go through the arab quarters i said no 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 that's why I'm here. That's exactly. So I and, and I got a bunch of dirty looks. I mean, my producer Justin was with me. He could attest to this. One guy told me to shut the f up. I got dirty looks. That was the only wow. part that. But I must tell you, it, it didn't really scare me. And when I got to the wall, my father's been dead for three years. I miss him desperately. But he was with me that day. It was me, my son, and my father. Three generations of Rosenberg's, Bill White, that davened. At the Western Wall, it was unbelievable. Spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular. Yeah. Well, I'm so, I'm so proud of you for doing it because uh, it's just very important that we show our support for Israel. I was talking with uh, Rick Grinnell, you know, who was our very distinguished U.S. ambassador to Germany for President Trump. He was, uh, in fact, not Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Rick Grinnell was appointed by President Trump, no less, uh, the first openly gay member of an administration. Well, wait, wait, a second, wait a second, wait a second, stop right there. But yeah. President Trump, even though you, Bill, you're a gay man, you've been friends with Trump forever, as you just pointed out, he was the first to appoint a gay man in Rick Grinnell, but President Trump hates the gays. That's what they tell me. They tell me that, right? <laughs> yeah, no, he, yeah. You know, yeah. every time I see every time I see him, I I say, you know, we really all love you. He says, the gays love me, don't they? <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I said, yes, they do. And, you know, we've done some polling, uh, Sid. It's very interesting. We would estimate right now in this upcoming election 
that five out of 10 LGBT are going to be supporting President Trump for security, for the border, for the economy. Yeah. Um, and we go to these events. We were there on Friday at Mar-a-Lago at a beautiful fundraising event. It was sold out. It was a thousand people. They raised an inordinate amount of money. Uh, the support is strengthening. The fundraising is surging. Uh, and when we walked, <laughs> we walked up to him and said, do you get a kick out of this? He said, uh, oh, Bill White, Bill White, get over here. He says, how long have I known you? I said, it's over 30 years, Mr. President. He says, oh, I, I love you. I love this guy. <laughs> and he says to Susie Wiles, his uh, chief of staff, uh, uh, Dan Scavino, who's great, he says, I love, I love this guy. I love these guys. And then he pauses and he says, now, wait a minute. Not in that way. <laughs> yeah, I could see him doing that. That is him. You know, it's funny about, about the, the gay community. God, you got to love him. You know, again, being in Israel and uh, the LGBTQRSTUV, that community. Yeah, the alphabet, right. Morons. They, um, right. you know, they, uh, they're they marching with these pro-Palestinians. And, and yet, uh, what they don't know, or maybe they choose to ignore, I have to think they don't know it, that the Arabs, specifically Hamas, you know, Hezbollah, they would throw these people off the roofs like they were an old Diet Coke can. And yet, right. yet these people outwardly hate the Jews, who take very good care of them in Israel, outwardly hate Donald Trump, who never once in his life had anything bad to say about any gay person ever, and in fact, like you, has a ton of gay friends. Are they stupid? Are they ignorant? What's going on there? Yeah, no, it's very strange. I have, <clears throat> I have a lot of friends in Israel, and they're more, you know, they're more conservative, but I have some you know, left-leaning uh, gay friends in Israel. And I actually saw that, uh, Sid, what you're talking about. And I messaged my friend there in uh, in Tel Aviv. <clears throat> and he said it's a disgrace, you know. Uh, so that was his reaction. I think that's why I said the 50-50, the pendulum is switching. Don't, don't you feel that? Uh, what they yes. did to us these last two years with, uh, uh, you know, open border, stopping everything Trump did, I think people even – who may not like President Trump for some reason? I don't understand why they don't like him. It's a it's a myth to me, but they love his policies. So I think what he did on the Laura Ingram, <clears throat> the Laura Ingram, excuse me, uh, show the, the other night was to demonstrate that he can. Uh, what's the word? Civil? I don't know what it is that people want from President Trump. Yeah. But what he did on the Laura Ingram show. Yeah. That's what we got to do. We got to get him on your show to talk for a full hour like you did a while back about exactly what he's going to do when he's president. You know, yeah, but, but, but we, we know what he can do. But, you know, here's what annoys me about people. <clears throat> I got a buddy. I'm not going to say his name. So he says to me yesterday, Bill, he goes, you know, if your friend Trump would just be nicer, he'd uh, win by a landslide. And And yeah. I can't. Keep answering the same thing all the time. First of all, he is nice. He's a very right. nice guy. He's my friend. You don't know him like I do. Secondly, why would I, of all people, tell Trump how to run his campaign when last I checked, he beat Hillary as a major underdog in 2016. He got over 70 million votes in 2020. He just obliterated the Republican field in 2024 and is favored to beat Joe Biden. Who the hell is Sid Rosenberg to tell Donald Trump to be a nicer guy? How does that make right. sense? 
That's right. Or or any of us. And look, he is a very nice guy. He's sweet. He's a loving yes. father and husband. But we don't need a sweet guy to run this country right now. We need somebody who is like Donald Trump. There's nobody like him. I think he's the only person, Sid. I bet you, you agree. Most of the people we talk to who have a brain working right now understand that he's the only guy that can fix everything right now. Well, they're, they're afraid of him in of Russia, course. in Iran, in South uh, North Korea. As so. they should be. As they should be, because when he was president, uh, Rocket Man did nothing. Putin did nothing. He went into Crimea before, Ukraine after. Uh, they did nothing in Iraq and Afghanistan because he threatened every one of those mullahs. They did nothing in Israel. And then you get Nikki Haley up there, this idiot, this backstabbing moron, yelling and screaming about Donald Trump's age. Who cares? Yes, he's going to be 78. He walks around like he's 40. This guy goes to three states in one day. Give me a break. That's right. And the border was closed. You know, I've talked to many people in South Carolina. She's going to, she's going to lose the state of South Carolina, her home state where she was governor, uh, by such a wide majority. But then she's going to stay in. You know, the Club for Growth, the uh, Koch brothers uh, entity, they literally are putting up 50 to $100 million for her in the last 30 days. And it's obscene because uh, I don't understand why she's going to lose miserably mm-hmm. in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, no, Sid, I wanted to ask you your opinion on something, you know, before we go. But I just uh, was talking with uh, a group, Truckers for Trump. Yeah. And these are a great group of patriots. And, you know, I'm from New York. I'm a New York boy, you know, homegrown. And I love New York. I hate what's going on in the bad things in New York City like we all do. But they are absolutely boycotting delivering goods to New York City and New York State right now. Good. And, uh, yeah, and and I think that. The Remington Company, I'm going to meet with them in D.C. today. I'm flying up there. They're moving out of New York. They just announced this. And I just wondered what you thought about all that. I was wondering, too, what John Katz, you know, is one of the greatest businessmen uh, in New York City. Boycotting is not good for companies that do business in there that need supplies. But this fine has to be something people stand up against. No, the, the, you're right. And uh, I know that uh, the trucker who became the face of the boycott kind of got a little wobbly in the legs a couple of days ago, but there are still many truckers that will do the boycott. And look, John Katzmatidis has made billions of dollars. That's a real number, billions, okay? That's he's right. got he's got he's got D'Agostino, he's got this station, he's got energy companies, oil companies, but he's upset. He's not going to leave. He's going to fight yeah. it. I ask him and I ask Bill O'Reilly every week, are you guys leaving? And they go, no, we're going to stick around because this is our city. But, of course, he's upset. And, of course, he gets hurt in the pocket. You know, even uh, in his food stores, food is so expensive these days, he's got no choice but to pay more and charge more. So everybody's upset. And this fine that uh, this Letitia James, this repulsive racist attorney general, put on our friend, she should be put in prison for this, this animal, was so disgusting that you bet your ass, Republicans, Democrats, any decent New Yorker who puts their Trump derangement syndrome aside knows what they did to him was absolutely grotesque. Yeah, 100%. It was absolutely grotesque, and I think a lot more businesses that may not be so public like Remington are going to leave. You know, you just gave me an idea, Sid. What President Trump will have to do with putting up this 
um, significant money up front until the appeal is through. Isn't interesting, right? The uh, the trial lasts 42 minutes, right? But the appeal will take uh, four years. Right. Right? It's just it's, true. it's just another way to screw President Trump. But I think we can raise money uh, for him to put up a bond. I think the bond could be something in the area of five to fifteen million dollars. And I'm going to work on this when I get off the phone with you. You gave me a great idea today that we could help him to raise the money for the bond, uh, which will be in effect until the appeal is over. So he might not have to put up all of that money. He might have to put up the money for a bond for that money. So uh, this was a good this was a good meeting this morning. <laughs> it always is, Bill. You're uh, you're brilliant. You're beautiful. And uh, reach out to President Trump if the idea works and I can help. Of course, I'll do anything for you guys. So thank you so much. And I love when you come on the show. You're just, you're a breath of fresh air. You're just, you're just terrific, Bill White. I love you. Thank you so much. I love you, Sid, and to the guys, uh, all, all of the friends uh, there at WABC. We love you. Send me a photo of how you look with this gold thing and the fancy shirt. You never know, Sid. You, you got never it. Know. I'm sending it right now, Bill I White. You, I love you too. What a great way to much. start Have the a morning. Great day. Thank you. What a great way to start the morning with Bill White. I should bring Bill White on every day at 645. I swear to God, I love him. Uh, thank you, Bill. That does wrap up our number one. And we've got a very big hour number two about to come your way. My man, Curtis Sliwa. Curtis Sliwa gets mentioned in my life like a hundred times a day. I could be home. I could be at a fancy New York restaurant, a fancy New York club, socialites, elites, politicians, entertainers. Curtis Lewis' name always comes up. We'll talk to Curtis and the former WFAN legend Joe Beningo. It's a huge 7 o'clock hour, hour number two in today's five-hour extravaganza. And it's cold inside, just like that band that can let it song. I'm hot like wasabi when I'm next to your body. All I want to do Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.